What's the most important resource that you have? If you really thought about this deeply, I think you'd come to the same conclusion that Joey and I did. It's time. In our newest book, Wealth Without Wall Street, The Three Steps to Financial Freedom Through Passive Income, we talk about how are we tracking that time? Well, what is the thing that we can do to get more of that time back? That's right. If you've ever been listening to our podcast and thought, man, it would be amazing if I could take all the things that you guys have learned over the last 10 years and just summarize them, put them in some way to easily digest them and take action, that's what this book is all about. You're not going to want to miss it. Go to wealthwithoutwallstreet.com forward slash new book and get your copy today. Joey, if I could have Jordan as my co-host, you'd be dumped. I, I'm not. I'm not shocked by that comment. <laughs> I, I mean, I'll take it. And by the way, I mean, I'm humbled by that. And and it, I would I would easily back out if he was willing to do it. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what we would talk about, but I know it'd be super cool. And I would just sit back and just let him riff. I, I, I'm, I'm using the word riff. I've used the word riff now. I think two or three times in yes. the last. Like 45 minutes. That's what it takes whenever you're spending time around like a music producer, somebody in the music biz, if you will. Yes. Uh, by the way, can we give some context here, Russ? Like, oh, yeah. When you say this guy's a music it. producer, songwriter, like, uh, help me, like, put some, put some edges on that. Well, because Jordan didn't want to do it when you asked him that question. You want me to put guardrails on it? You want me to be yes. like, this guy has produced with, with Garth Brooks, right? Like he's been yes. like Disney, Apple, Toby Mac, you name it. Like he. Well, hold on, hold on. Give more detail to the Apple thing. Like what specifically, how would people know Jordan's work if they had an iPhone, let's say? Yeah. Well, if you've ever, if you've ever had your kids show you how to use your iPhone, <laughs> <laughs> and you're in the little photos part. There's a little button there that says for you. If you go click on your photos, then you hit the for you part. It brings up this section about memories. And whenever you do that, basically your iPhone will have created like a little video of probably like a time where you are at somewhere. And then the music that goes along with that, it, it will it will ask you whether you want it to be like gentle or happy or uplifting. Well, it doesn't matter which one you choose. You're choosing Jordan Kreitz's music. Like that's that's the guy that we're interviewing today on our podcast. An amazing guy, somebody who we've gotten to know over the last two to three years. Somebody who's in our passive income mastermind. Many of you have asked us about what wealthwithoutwallstreet.com forward slash club two hundred is. It's a passive income mastermind where amazing people, very talented, unlike myself and Joey, get to <laughs> get to participate and help each other grow as investors. And today we got a chance just to interview Jordan to talk a little bit about his story, how he's using passion income to fuel his passive income. I, you know, the big takeaway for me, Russ, is that when you really know what you're passionate about, you will utilize passive income to allow you to stay focused on what's the most important. Like that's the the thing I love about Jordan is he is a man who is completely focused in on what he is meant to give to this world. And he mm. said that several times, like he's the music isn't his. It's literally um, essentially God's gift to the world through him. And, and I love that he knows that about himself and that he has used our process to get to a point where he can continue to produce at the highest of levels so that people can be blessed 
by the music he produces. I just, that's just amazing. Well, here's another takeaway before we get into this interview with Jordan. That I, it was funny. I, I was asking Jordan some questions about things like infinite banking, right? Talking about some of the investment opportunities that he's taken part in as being a part of the member of the mastermind and just meeting people and understanding who his investor DNA was so that he could figure out those things for himself. I love it that he doesn't like, he's like, there's things that I, I know and there's things that I'm learning. But I think there's oftentimes this, this chilling effect that we have where we think that we have to have all the information. We have to have 100% of it. We've said this before that, no, you, you need to have at least 40% of the information to make a decision according to Colin Powell, right? But any more than 70, you are, are just postponing your progress. You're postponing your success. You have to take imperfect action. And I love it that Jordan, like he, he he's, he's been learning and continues to learn, but he didn't have it all figured out. So as you listen to Jordan talk about the things that he's gotten involved in, some of which he, he really knows a lot more than he gives credit to. But I think it's just funny, right? I think that that's where we are, that you, this podcast, this community, these, this mastermind exists to help you a more, to become a more well-rounded investor. And no matter where you are, there's an opportunity for you to get plugged in. So Jordan, um, just shared that so well. I, I want to get to his story, Joey. So let's not take any more time away from this interview with Jordan Kreitz. Welcome to the Wealth Without Wall Street podcast, your guide to understanding how to get out of the Wall Street rat race and start your own mailbox money lifestyle. Now, don't let these handsome Southern draws fool you. These financial minds are teaching our country to enhance savings, increase cash flow, and create passive income, all without the help of Wall Street. Are you ready to break through? Now here are your hosts, Russ Morgan and Joey Murray. Welcome into the show, guys. We have one of our passive income mastermind members, one of the founding guys joining us today, Mr. Jordan Kreitz. Jordan, so glad to have you, man. Thank you. Thanks for having me on. It's a pleasure. It, it, lots of fun to get to talk with you. There's lots of times we get talented and interesting people on the podcast, but your talent level is at a whole new realm for us, right? You're bringing so, the average up significantly. I'm going yeah, to say that. <laughs> Jordan is many things, and I, I don't even want to try to, to put you in a box. I'm going to let you tell the audience a little bit about your background. Oh, man. I hate talking about myself. I don't know what many things means, but I love music and uh, I've always done music. That is my passion. Um, it was always the way that I kind of saw the world and could explain it. Um, and yeah, the way I processed. Um, and I've just literally done that since I was little and I never really veered off course. Never thought I would make any money in it. Um, so that's a whole nother thing, good and bad. Um, yeah, so I, I'm, I guess I, I, so I'm in, mostly in film and TV. I'm a producer and songwriter and composer. And, um, a lot of the songs you'll hear at the end of TV shows, like during season finales, um, I help write and produce those songs you hear in trailers, songs you hear middle films. Um, and then I put out a lot of instrumental music. Yeah. I just kind of everywhere. It's just kind of, wait, 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 Jordan, Jordan, Jordan. Yeah. You can't just say that. You can't just say like films or like oh, TV okay. shows. Like 
you, you have to say what which ones those are because then Dude, people give are us, like, give us a few. you know how many tv shows there are out i mean there? are we talking are we talking like the simpsons are we like are we like what are we talking about man if, give if us you a couple examples TV, you've heard the music i mean it's been <laughs> on like every network i i i don't i mean honestly i don't have time to watch tv shows and i think most of them are trash <laughs> even the ones with the music on it you know um so i actually don't really watch when they're on there um but but yeah it's just a, a lot i mean you know just a, a lot of them a lot of them well so it's clear to say that this is something that joey and i've talked about before you're working within your passion and yeah. a lot of times we, we talk to people who are not necessarily passionate about what they're doing. Their passion is to get out of what they're doing. And so they're seeking passive income to get out of their job. But for you, that's like happened in reverse. So I really want to kind of break down that story, right? Because you've been working within a passion income space and have done an amazing job. So yes, go to jordanchrist.com. You can see just a touch of what Jordan's talking about. I, I, I'm fascinated by the many things that you've done because we were sitting at your house we did our passive income retreat last year there in nashville was sitting at your place and you just pulled up this list of names of artists that you've worked with and i'm like oh wow <laughs> yeah th th those are those you. are people that yeah i've listened to oh, oh here's tv shows and it's like oh yeah th those are shows that we've watched i mean it's it's pretty amazing the number of things you've been able to do and through all of that, you were able to create something that many of us don't even really know about, we've heard about, which is like musical royalties. Talk mm -hmm. a little bit about like how that has has transpired as you continue to grow in the business. Like, what does that even look like? How does, you know, does someone receive musical royalties? Because I'm sure Joey and I have played many musical things in our past that didn't pay anybody, sure. at least that, that we didn't know. Yeah, for sure. And without going in to too much detail about how it works. I mean, I, I'm more of in the space of licensing. And so whatever I create, people will license it. So in a way, what I'm creating is like a product. I don't like to think of it as a product, but it is a product and, um, I own it. And then, you know, movies or TV shows or trailers or whatever, they'll license it to use it. So it's really all licensing. So I own, it's almost like you're creating a product that you never reorder. You know, you make it once and then people will license that song, you know, however many times. I mean, I've had songs that have been licensed thousands of times um, and it's just I've never, you know, the song is just the song. Um, and so you get paid. Um, I mean, there are different ways to do it, but when they license it, they basically pay you a master sync fee to, uh, you know, synchronize it, you know, on their show or whatever and then you get royalties on the back end um if it's a syndicated show the royalties are different it's like every time it's played um but like when i do work with someone like disney and i compose for them they do a full buyout they don't want to license anything they want to own everything so every company is very different in the way they structure um the deals and for me it's just a matter of if is it worth it is it worth my time is it something i'm really excited about um, yeah, so I honestly, I didn't even know what licensing was. <laughs> I just created music cause I loved it. And so one of my friends back in Texas, um, he started this company called the music bed and I was one of their first artists and, and he basically found this niche of so many filmmakers and, and people that were wanting to license, you know, quality music. And so I, I didn't, honestly, I just had music out there 
and I started getting checks and I was like, this is interesting. <laughs> you know, um, I mean, I never, I never did this for money. I mean, never, I, I, I still don't really. And so, yeah, so, so I started to learn more and more about it, but what I didn't realize is I was creating this like in huge catalog of songs, um, that were being used. Um, and honestly, I was just having fun with it. Um, and it, I mean, I feel very fortunate in a way I'm, I'm not a huge, like, business guy in that sense i don't i don't think of art as like this thing or oh i gotta i gotta make more and then you know build this thing i i was honestly just doing doing what i loved and in a way kind of fell into it well so jordan i love like the way you speak about your work everybody can tell you're passionate about it and it doesn't feel like work like as you're talking about it it just feels like you're creating value to the world and you're getting paid for it. And it's just this beautiful thing. Yeah. But you're on a show talking about passive income. And so I'm, I'm just naturally going to just throw this out. Like where does pass passive income even fall for you? Like, why is that even important if what you're doing is so much in line with who you are and what you're passionate about? That's a great question. So one of the, I think one of the worst things that can happen is have your passion be your main source of income. It can also be, be good for some people, but on the whole, I think it really messes things up because so say I start making music and then I had a, you know, a few songs get on some big things and start making money. Well, the, the first inclination is to be like, Oh, this is amazing. I'm just going to do that again. You know? And so you almost like start changing your art for commerce, you know, and, and it is like, I've seen it happen to so many friends and then you end up looking years down the road and whatever, like this gift God has given you to like see the world and speak in a way that only you can say it in that can become honestly warped, I think, because then you're using that your art is a vehicle for commerce. And my kind of North star always is, Never change your art for commerce, but make the best art you can make and then find where it intersects commerce. And so for me, I was making money and I had this feeling of like, man, and I mean, you know, the industry is like, oh, just do this and this and feed the machine and you can make, you know, it's the whole thing. And it's like the carrot, you know, that, that dangles that all of us are like, hmm, you know, I think I know how to do this. Um, and, and you start to feel burnout. And if you reach burnout, I think that's one of the worst things that can happen. If you burn out your like natural ability, like your, your skill set, your gifting, that, that to me is like hell, you know? So for me, I wanted to, in a way, like purify that. And so I wanted to figure out basically how to get my passive income. Well, my income that was coming from music, how I could take that and I needed other avenues that did, had nothing to do with music because I was feeling this pull to kind of create music to feed the machine. And I just, I don't, art is one of the most powerful forces in the world. And I didn't want to use it for that. I don't think it's supposed to be used for that. Um, there can definitely be a balance. Um, and so I, yeah, and that's kind of when I, I met Russ and I was like, man, I, I want to figure out how to basically take what I'm making in music put in other things. So I, I really think about music as this thing that is more art and not, 
you know, a conduit for only commerce. Well, I mean, that, what you're saying, yeah, we don't have music as our thing, right? But I, we would listen and, and watch many different books and and, and have see. you heard Jordan? Have you heard Russ sing? Is this going to be the day? <laughs> I, I don't. I don't know if we should do it. Like Are I don't want our ratings to, to plummet, but. It just when he says music isn't our thing, I just want to clarify. Like, <laughs> hey, it is, uh, Joey, it's concerning. It's Joey, not. Jordan got <laughs> off the bus on the way from downtown back to the house. He did not ride with us to hear my karaoke. <laughs> so, oh, it, I missed it. I'm uh, so grateful because he would have never taken this interview. I'm just no, going to say no. it. <laughs> it was it, it was so good because it was so bad. That's I'm, that's the beauty of it. I'm but sorry, here, I had here, to clarify. Go ahead. But, you know, the the book, The E-Myth by Michael Gerby talks a lot about how someone's passion, when when it becomes the only thing, is basically what you were saying, Jordan, It and you could burn out on that thing, then, oh, how terrible is that? My, I watched my wife do that. My wife is a yeah. dentist, right? Like her art was dentistry, and, yeah. and she loved that until it became that she had to do it to the level where it trading it for income and had all the other things that went along with it. And it burned her out. Now, 100%. like now we, we sold her practice and we, she gets asked the question all the time. Like, you know, Hey, when I know you're, you're doing the homeschool thing, but when the kids are gone, you're going to go back and do dentistry. And she's like, never. Right. Like, cause it, it's at, a, it's, she's burned. She's like, yeah, toast. I, I don't, I don't want to do that. So I, sure. I love what you're saying there is that creating a, another stream of income prevents you from having to feel the burden of passion income. Yes, 100%. That's it. So talk to us a little bit about passion income and passive income. So passive income is one of those things that usually gives two different things. Either it gives financial security or it gives this peace of mind, time freedom. For you, Mm -hmm. where does that fall? I mean, honestly, it's both. I, I love I love the security aspect of it, but I I just for me it's 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 about time, and it's about freedom in that way. Um, it always has been. Um, I think, I mean, time time is money for sure, but also like energy is money, <laughs> you know, and like inspiration and all of that. So, yeah, I I I had uh, I had taken a bunch of songs um, and basically did a partial catalog sale recently um and i kind of viewed that as one investing it to start other income streams but two just to buy time um i really i I really see it more i think in a in a time standpoint talk a little bit about that you you mentioned a catalog sale joey's purchased many um you know magazine catalogs but he's never really (laughs) gotten involved in sales of catalogs like what you're talking about from a music standpoint yeah so is that just like we're you take a handful of songs and stuff like that that you've licensed that are bringing in revenue as people are, are, are licensing those songs and then you just sell those off in a big chunk or something? Yep, that's it. That's exactly it. I mean, there, there are a lot of intricacies within that. Um, but yeah, yeah, you basically just say, hey, these are songs that they've done their thing for you know seven years or whatever and, um, and a company comes along and wants to acquire. I mean, there are companies out there that acquire catalogs and, you know, for their income streams. And, um, but I was just in a place that I, I felt like I wanted a chunk to be, and I, 
for one thing, I don't ever really think of art as mine <laughs> anyway. You know, I feel like I'm just part of the creation. I'm maybe just like the person to like help birth it into the world and then it's there. And so it, it didn't feel weird for me to be like, hey, yeah, like here's, I'll sell it because it's not, I don't know, I just don't feel like it's mine anyway. Um, I'm just a part of the process. And so I got the chunk of, of capital and then I, I invested in a few different things. Um, so yeah, that's basically how I figured out how to, how to start some income streams and, you know, still doing that. And, uh, yeah, I just read this comment. It was so drawing joy. I wanted to share it. I realized that my time is not really mine. It's my company's. Now I have to stop negotiating my time for money and I need to start working to become financially free. That's exactly how I felt when my daughter Adler asked me on the way to school, dad, can you pick me up from school today? And I had to say, no, baby, I have to go to work. That's where I drew the line. In order for you to be clear on the things you need to do and stop doing and to know who you need to become so that you can stop trading time for money, join us right now at wealthwithoutwallstreet.com forward slash passport. Now let's get back to this episode. Let me ask you this. So once you got to that point, how did you start to make decisions about what would be a good fit for you to, to replace that, that income? Uh, I talked to Russ. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I mean, I just, I looked into a few different things, but I mean, you guys were huge helps with that because I don't, I mean, I really, I'm not a big investor. I think I have business sense, but I'm not, yeah, I'm not like, I don't sit around and read like business things ever, you know? Um, and I know it's some of my friends' passion. It's an amazing art form in a way, but for me, it's just, um, I was like, Hey, I, I need some help. And so, so yeah, I sat down with Ross and we, we looked over a lot of different options and, um, yeah. And it's probably something I'll do every, I don't know, five or 10 years. Um, I mean, I've already built up a, another catalog and so, um, yeah. Well, what, what I love about, about this, Joey, real quick, let me jump in here. Quit talking, man. Let, <laughs> let me, let me have a, a try here. I think Ross has been shooing away his dog or something. I, I have yeah. been, right? So, you know, <laughs> if, if I wouldn't have put down the shade, he would have been back there in the window. He's just been coming over here and I've been like, just beat him. Get out of here, man. I know. Uh, but here's a, the thing about this is, and we, we talk about this all the time, Joey, is that there's three steps, right? There, there's You got to have a, a clear goal. You have to know what you want. And, and Jordan and I spent time talking about what that was. And, mm -hmm. and, and I've, I've heard you say this before via a friend is that you said, I helped you dream. I, I'm really curious for you to tell Joey what that means. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll, I'll try to remember when I said that. No, um, <laughs> no, honestly, I, I think the context was that I, I felt like if I can replace the income that I was using through music, because I was feeling like, oh, no, I have to use music to like keep feeding the machine, if I could replace that income, then that could kind of help me dream again of like, okay, now, like, I don't think about those songs. I don't think about the metrics, what they're doing. And, and I can literally just go back to why I started music in the first place, you know, um, and, and really for the love of it. And in a way, I think if you approach music in that way or any art, 
it's going to like on a soul level, I feel like it's going to be more powerful than if you're just trying to make something um, and manipulate it, you know, for economic purposes. Totally. Well, and, uh, and I think the second part to that too, is we spent time trying to understand you as an investor, like, you know, mm-hmm. what is it? We, you know, we talk about this in the, in the plan portion of, our three-step process. So you got to have a crystal clear goal. Then you have to set a plan. And as a, in that plan, you have to know who you are as an investor and and just thinking through like, what is it that you and your wife, Kristen, what is it that you guys wanted, but also what are, what are the things you didn't want to have to do? Right. So you wanted stability. You wanted things that would happen automatically that wouldn't take energy. As you said a second ago, time's money, energy is money and finding opportunities that that you connected to so like when you knew who you were as an investor the opportunities that go along with that become that much easier right like it, mm-hmm. you didn't have to go look at a hundred different options because you knew i'm looking for things that are going to be stable that are going to be yes. simple that are going to be proven mm-hmm. that are going to be repetitive right like no reason to reinvent the wheel like you i mean you have a a, a real talent that allows you to go create art and create royalties from that, uh, that then could be sold and you can keep repeating the income from something else. You don't need that. Like just, you need something safe. But one of the first things that we did within that plan part, which I'm really fascinated for you to kind of share this with us, is that we took time to find a good place for your cash to reside. And our Mm -hmm. audience from time to time hears us talk about the concept of infinite banking and the, the place that our cash needs to go before it goes somewhere else. Talk a little bit about your understanding of that and how has that played into your part to creating more passive income? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I, real quick on, on that topic, um, the, the, the idea of how I wanted to invest, for me, it was, I, I wanted personally something, if I'm gonna invest in anything else, I want that to actually take something off of my plate and not add anything to it. Um, so everything that we talked about was, it has to be completely passive and I will be glad to pay a percentage for people to run it. Um, and so, yeah, uh, the infinite banking is what I understand about infinite banking is, um, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> it's so like, it's so, <laughs> it's so intense. Um, I started reading the book and then I was like, oh, my head's going to explode. But that's why I have guys like you that I really trust. Um, but yeah, honestly, I, I it's it has been a good thing um, to do that. We do you want to talk about what we did specifically, or just just with infinite banking? No, I mean I'd love for you to share whatever you you feel comfortable sharing. Yeah, I mean, I mean, we we definitely did a good amount in there to kind of build up the cash value, and then I've actually used some of that for other investments. So that can just kind of grow on its own. Um, and you get a higher return on investment and then you, you know, end up paying it back. And, um, so we did that. We did some ATMs, um, about real estate homes. I did land flipping. Um, I've done some, you know, private lending, uh, for house flipping, um, crypto. I have a, I'm part of a mining operation. I honestly don't even remember. I would have to just pull up my sheet. That's how much I I like am involved in that. Um, so, 
You, yeah, you're gonna have to so, create your own passive income report the way Joey and I do. That's the way we get to remember what it is, is that we report oh, yes. on it every month and it 100%. reminds us and we start looking through our list and going, Oh yeah, I forgot about that thing. Yeah, hundred yes. percent. And I still have, you know, from streaming, I've got you know, royalties from streaming. So I I ended up, you know, doing about I started about eight different um streams so you know they perform differently but i, I mean i i want to just keep going because to me it's it's really fun and i don't know i wanted to i wanted to be a, a a good steward of it and i wanted to be wise with it and typically i wouldn't have learned all this stuff i think it should all be taught in schools but it's not and i wouldn't really taught much of that um and so it's it's been fun process learning it, but it's also been like, okay, I need to like learn some of this stuff, <laughs> you know? So well, I'm just like a kid that likes to play piano. Uh, I love that. And <laughs> so, so what is it, uh, what was it about the passive income? I, I've seen, this seems like a natural segue into the mm-hmm. passive income mastermind as a, an outlet for you to continue to learn these things. But was, what was it about the passive income mastermind that attracted you that, you were like, yes, in fact, you guys can even hang out at my house for your first retreat. Like that was mm-hmm. super generous of you to be willing to do that. Um, what, what was yeah. it for you? I mean, I really love the community of it. Um, just a bunch of people, guys trying to figure out, you know, how to be good stewards of, of the money and outside of the kind of the, the Wall Street thing. And for me, since I don't study that stuff all the time and I don't have time to, I just, I know what I'm good at, what I want to put my time to, what I don't. And so really the only way to know it was to be in community with guys that were doing it, that I could also learn from. They could learn maybe a couple things from me, but it was really just me kind of hearing what everyone's doing, you know? Um, you know, if you want to learn how to do investing, hang out with guys that are doing investing. Um, and don't just like Google how to invest. Um, so, so yeah, to me, it just made perfect sense. Um, you know, some of the things I'm like, I have no idea what they're talking about. Um, and then some of the things I'm like, that sounds awesome. Let's, let's, let's go. Let's, let's look into this. And so it's, it's cool. Cause it's just a, a, it's varied. And, and honestly, that's what I really like about it. It seems more exciting, you know, than just talking about like, you know, Roth IRAs and whatever. <laughs> exactly. I don't even know what those do, but yeah, nobody does, by the way, that's, that's <laughs> the beauty of this, right? Like you, you, a second ago when you were like, you gave me the big zero and I, you're like, you know what I know about infinite banking zero. Like if you really want to know what everybody knows about their Roth IRA, the answer is really zero. <laughs> they know uh, so little. And it is important, right? I'm glad that you're saying that. Like we we say this a lot. We're just repeating what Robert Kiyosaki says when he talks about mm-hmm. there's no good or bad investments, it's just good or bad investors. And our goal, yes. right, within the passive income mastermind is to help make you a more well-rounded investor. And I know mm-hmm. that that's not your jam, like completely, even though it is. I watch you, man. You're you're a heck of a student and you're somebody that wants to do everything with greatness and whether it's music or this. And that's our goal, right? Passive Income Mastermind is an opportunity for community. It's an opportunity for us to to learn from other highly successful people from all different industries. Mm-hmm. And everybody comes in there with the talent that someone else could glean from, right? And yeah. like your your ability to 
have networked with Disney and with Apple and with all these other music labels. I mean, you've been around business and have successfully navigated that at the highest of level, right? So there's things that you know that can be beneficial to people in that room. But yeah. also, like you said before, too, you know that your passion is music and you don't want to you know, water that down by be focusing, by making that the sole way that you make money, even though it 100%. does create passive incomes from the royalties. Mm-hmm. But even with that, you you can kind of start to feel like, oh, maybe my, my royalties are going down. I better start kicking up some more some more yeah. uh you know songs and stuff For so sure. I, I i love the fact that you're you're learning how to be a more well-rounded investor and that's the purpose of the passive income mastermind mm-hmm. so tell i know we're, we're running out of time here and, and joey and i just love hanging out with you could do this all day but i know you got cooler things to do there's some sort of tv show that you're never going to oh. watch that needs a song from you so <laughs> you need to get to that so i, I would like to hear kind of the the next steps right like what are those things that you're hoping to to have happen over the next five to ten years as a result of you learning all of this stuff yeah yeah that's a good question um for me it gets a little more philosophical because it's like i i've had moments in my life where i got what i thought i was looking for you know and it's almost like the like you know they always say like what's worse than not getting what you want it's getting what you want you know because mm. <laughs> then you're faced with a horror that it actually doesn't give you what you thought and so for me i think the reason we we want the reason we're trying to get to a goal is the way it'll make us feel at least for me so i'm trying to like reverse engineer the process and be like when i reach this place how, how is it going to make me feel? And how do I start to engineer that feeling in my daily life? So all that to say, I am talking about starting a company, starting a label. I mean, there are all kinds of ideas in my head, building teams. I know how to do that. But I also, in the same breath, like want to figure out how to enjoy the process more. Because I'm I feel like I'm always like, in a way, living in the future. And I'm like building a house that I never live in. You know, that's just that Enneagram kind of three vibes. And so I have a lot of goals, but I'm also trying to be like in reaching those goals, knowing that they're there. How do I also figure out more how to like enjoy the present while maintaining those goals? Does that make sense? That's honestly my biggest goal right now. (laughs) Well, and it sounds like also that you want to continue the knowledge that you can expand into some of these things that will just buy more of that time back. Absolutely. Um, that's it. And, and yeah. that's a beautiful, that's a beautiful thing that you have the ability to create music that will fuel that mm-hmm. in the future and then buy more of that time back and just continue the process. So mm-hmm. yeah. there's no telling where that will lead to. Yeah. And just loving it and loving, you know, anything that I say yes to, I, I like, I want to be fully into it. You know, I've said no to about 80% of things this year Mm. to be able to really, you know, get energy and time to say yes to things I'm like really in. And so that's, that's been a good, a good process. That's such a wise comment. If you didn't hear that, say no more often to things, right? I think sometimes we feel as a culture that we should be so 
uh, amendable, if that's the right word there, to to the people around us and, and constantly try to offer our, our services and help out. And not that we shouldn't, but man, there's so many times we say yes to things that we don't want to do. And we're not actually adding value to the world that way. And and say no more times that you can say yes to the things that you really can add tremendous value. So last question for you. Tell me about how this plays out for your kids. Tell me about the legacy that this is creating from the things that you've been learning and doing. Yeah, that's a good question. I, I hope I hope I'm building a eulogy and not a resume. <laughs> you know, wow. like like I, I hope I'm building I don't know. I, I hope the way they see me do all this, that they one know that they're more important than it all. But also like I, I hope that I don't know. I, I've I've seen men that work their entire lives and it's like, oh, he was a good dude because he worked, you know, hard. <laughs> but then he was a terrible father. <laughs> Whatever. And I, I hope that in all of this and they come down to the studio and see what I'm doing. I hope that they see me trying to enjoy the process and take it all in and also build something, but not have building something be like another idol, you know? Um so I honestly, I, I hope <laughs> I'm going to screw up in a lot of ways, but I, I hope I'm building uh, some kind of legacy for them. Well, you, you can be you can be sure that as they get older, they're going to be paying more and more attention because I'm just a little bit ahead of you in, in the kids department. And um, yeah, they pay attention. They, they pick up a lot more than what we think. And yeah. uh, and, and there's no doubt they're seeing a man who is, is purposeful and thoughtful and, uh, and, and hopefully being able to pass down the same knowledge that you've gained that will help them get even further along as well. So, yeah, man, it, it is, uh, it's a, it's been a huge treat to have you and, uh, in, in the, in the mastermind on the show. Um, and just real quickly, I, I do, I don't want to miss this opportunity for people to join us in that mastermind. And, and so if you, if you have interest, if you're an accredited investor, go to wealthwithoutwallstreet.com forward slash club 200, and you can uh, apply to be a part of what we've been talking about today and, and seeing some of the same results that Jordan's had as well. So uh, just didn't want to miss that opportunity. Awesome. And jo- Jordan, thank you so much for coming on the show, man. It's just a, a huge pleasure. As Joey thank said, you guys. always so grateful to be with you. Yeah, you guys too. Anytime. I'm just in my studio. So I'm here all day. <laughs> yeah. If, if you guys are not watching this, his studio is just not any ordinary studio. You just type in it's Jordan so awesome. Wright's home and YouTube and you'll see it is an amazing <laughs> thing. Uh, we're so so grateful for you and, and so grateful for you to be listening to this. We, we don't take that for granted that th- this podcast exists for you so that you can hear these same conversations. Joey and I are just the benefactors of having cool conversations, but it's because you're out there, you're demanding that we go and, and, and meet these sort of people, find out these sort of opportunities that exist and, and you know, even force in our hand to, to build masterminds like the passive income mastermind to, to help other people find what Jordan has been able to find. So thank you for, for watching. Thank you for listening. Thank you for rating and review and sharing the show with friends, because this is what makes it all possible. So have an amazing day again. Thank you, Jordan, for being on the show. Thanks guys. This has been the Wealth Without Wall Street podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to the show to break free of the Wall Street mindset and begin building wealth on your own terms in places you understand so that your wealth will never run dry. See you next episode.